0: Welcome to another episode of Making Disciples, the podcast that weekly wants to give you something to think about that would help you grow as a disciple of Jesus. And in this podcast, we aim to talk simply about some big ideas and big concepts within the Christian faith in such a way that we all can simply uh, get it. And today we're going to be looking at a phrase that you find within the Bible that has been hijacked by a certain tribe of Christians that have understood it in a very particular, a niche way and therefore uh, almost created two-tier Christianity. And this phrase is born again. And you have a group of Christians that use this as the litmus test if you are a real Christian or not. A number of years ago, me and my wife were at an evangelistic uh, event and there was this incredible speaker, absolutely fantastic speaker. And he was talking about Jesus and he was wonderful. He was funny. Uh, He was great with what he said. He left you really challenged and and thought provoked. And um, right at the end, we decided that we were going to get out uh, quite quickly uh, just because there were so many people there. We thought, let's get out fast at the end uh, and let's get to the car before we hit all the traffic jams outside. So we're we're leaving. And as we're leaving, uh, this gentleman uh, comes up to my wife and he says to her, are you born again? And my wife simply said to him, uh, yes, actually, if she's, well, actually what she said was, uh, I'm a church leader. And he looked at her and said, you can be a church leader and still not be born again. And, you know, I, I hear what he's saying, um, but I, kind of, I want to push against that and say what, what that person did in that moment is they created two tier Christianity where uh, some were somewhere still in and and somewhere out. And this phrase born again has been used by some uh, to say you aren't a proper Christian. Jesus hasn't really saved you. And I want to push against that uh, today, just talk about where that phrase came from, what Jesus was trying to imply, and was he really creating it as a litmus test for credible Christians? Uh, So friends, in this episode, we are going to explore the phrase, Born Again. We've all got a set of ideas built within us Uh, and these set of ideas, they've come from our parenting, our schooling, our friends, our family, the environment around us and these set of ideas shape the way that we see ourselves and the way that we see the world around us. And, you know, there's a whole collection of these different ideas. You know, some of us have this idea that it's every person for themselves. If I don't fight for me, nobody else will fight for me. Uh, it's this like self-preservation or self-protection, and it's hardwired in us. You know, the world is a scary place, and we need to be fearful of it because it's filled full of people who are messed up and me- people who are weird. Uh, so I have to I have to care for myself and protect myself, and it becomes this this life becomes like a battle. For those people because it's about protecting me and my family. Um, there's these ideas that family is the most important. Uh, nothing is more important than family. You know, blood is thicker than water, people say. Uh, and this creates this idea of we as a family, we have to stick together because nobody else will, will be on our side. Uh, for some of us, the, the, the world view that we have that, that has shaped us and, and become a part of who we are is this. Uh, life is about making money so that we can uh, be sustainable uh, and that we can have safety and security in the future. If we only had enough money, then we would have safety and security in the future and retirement uh, would be plain sailing. Uh, Some of us have this idea that we are the most important person in the universe. Uh, My entire life uh, spins around me. I'm I'm the heart of my universe and everybody else moves around me. Uh, And this this idea has been built into you that you are the centre of your universe, whilst at the same time there's others of us who see ourselves as the least important person in the universe. And we just see that our lives orientate around others. You know, if you're a mum, you can often feel like the centre of your universe is your children and your life kind of orientates around them. And actually both of those ideas uh, are not helpful, are they? I'm the least important person, some of us think. Uh, Some of us think that if I shout loud enough, people will listen to me. Uh, we have this idea that if you were just to be a bit noisier and a bit shoutier, then people would listen to you. People aren't going to listen unless you, unless you shout to, at them. Um, for some of us, we think it doesn't matter uh, what people do to me. Uh, I, am, I have no value and it doesn't matter how people treat me because I'm, I'm not valued. Uh, some of us would say, you know, I am just a mum and my job is to just serve the family. Uh, and it was hardwired into maybe it's been the way that you saw uh, your mum uh, within the family unit. And now you've got this idea that I'm just mum and my job is to just serve the family. Uh, and then on the other side, there's this other weird angle where, you know, the fathers think they've looked at the past generations and they now think, well, my, I am father. So my job is just to knuckle down and provide to work, 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 work to provide for my family. Um, there are others then who think that we can have whatever we want at whatever cost. Uh, Somehow, for some of us, we're hardwired to think it doesn't matter what it's going to cost me and who it's going to cost me and who I will consume as long as I get what I want at the end of the day. Uh, And this is almost this idea that I am the God of my world and I will destroy and build up whatever I want to get what I want. Uh, Some of us got this Uh, idea that it's us that determine our future it's up to me to create my future and then there are others of us who simply think I've just got to keep my mouth shut and keep my head down and just quietly get through life. Friends some of these ideas are good some of them are helpful some are actually at odds with the way that God thinks. Uh, A lot of what I just said there is is not helpful stuff and it is at odds with the way that God sees you, others around, the planet, the cosmos, the whole shebang. And 2,000 years ago, uh, Jesus meets a guy in the dark, it's at night, and this guy comes to Jesus and this guy has a particular world view a particular way of seeing the world and how he is to engage with it and those around him he was a religious leader he was a pharisee and he was a pharisee of pharisees he was a teacher of teachers he was important and uh, everybody knew it and his life as a as a uh, teacher of God's law, would have orientated around him. He was one of the celebrities of the day. You know, 2,000 years ago, if you were a religious leader, it was like you were a rock star. And you, the, your life would be orientated by those around you. And this guy, Nicodemus, he was actually part of the Sanhedrin, so that's like... Uh, you know, imagine in, in, in church circles, like bishops are often seen as the, some of the most important people within the church. Like He was a bishop of bishops. He was really significant up there. Uh, and he, he's described as a Sanhedrin. Now, Nicodemus. Nicodemus approaches Jesus one day and uh, Nicodemus approaches Jesus with a very Jewish world view. And in this worldview, it was so precise in that it was under, the world understood to work in a very particular way. Now, let's just get this right. Nicodemus was a perfect religious person. 2,000 years ago, people would have seen Nicodemus and said, that is who I want to be like. Nicodemus wore the right clothing. He would have worn uh, the most beautiful Armani suit to church. Okay, he he's the kind of guy that would turn up in the white suit and the white boots for for church. He worked. He used to wear the you know those perfect outfits for worship that would have been bought for him. So he dressed well. He read the right books, and he worshipped perfectly in the temple in Jerusalem. Uh, But his religiousness, there was still something missing. And and, and it begged the question in Nicodemus, what does it really mean to worship God? Um, And, you know, we look at Nicodemus and we see here's somebody that was seen to be reading the right material. He was going to the right place of worship. He was saying the right things prayers he looked like the perfect religious person uh, but yet something still was missing for him and he he comes to Jesus and he approaches Jesus and he even venerates Jesus Jesus we see that you have come from God we see the miracles that you are doing and he's he's obviously wanting to understand who this Jesus was and he wants to see what the, the bit that was missing in his life and Jesus turns to Nicodemus and he uses this phrase and he says, Nicodemus, you must be born again. Here is a man who proclaimed to follow God, but Jesus recognises that there is something missing. His life needed something else. And Jesus says to him, Nicodemus, you must be born again. Or you might say it like this, you must be born afresh. Nicodemus turns to Jesus and says, Jesus, how? How can a man be born of his mother again? And great Nicodemus, I mean, to be fair, great question. Um, how many times does Jesus say something that you're thinking, what does that even mean, Jesus? But in, in context of Nicodemus, let's just look at this phrase again. You must be born again. In the way that Nicodemus was uh, physically born, he was born of water. He was born of his mother. Jesus says in the the same way, he says, you need need to be born again. And he's intimating that this is about an inner life and it's about a spiritual life. And it's about uh, being born of something different to what he's in at present born in so what does being born again mean actually the word born again in in that little story in the bible uh the greek phrase there that we have and that we translate um it it really is probably best translated as maybe fathered from above or, or born from above and it's this idea that That we as human beings, we are born into a world where we are shaped by this world we see the world the way that this world sees it we see ourselves in context of this world that we see and Jesus says Nicodemus you are born into a world you were born into a world a religious world a, a world where you've grown up knowing uh, the, the 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 holy law books a world where you have become a leader of leaders and you see the world now through this particular framework and he says, "But Nicodemus, you now need to be born not of that world, but born of the heaven's world, born from above. Uh, you have been shaped, Nicodemus, by the world that you are in. And now it's time to be born, not of this world, but of the heavenly world. And in that being born again of spirit, the inner life, I think the idea is God is saying to Nicodemus, there is something more for you than how you see the world at present and it's going to shape you differently to how you have been shaped at the present. So let's just look at this. Uh, a little more. Let's just look at it in context of all the other things that are said within uh, the Bible in this kind of framework. So, born from above. Uh, two Corinthians five seventeen says, "You are now new creations. The old has gone. The new has come." Uh, that that is the the image that we have in in two Corinthians. You are now a new creation the old has gone the new has come it's like you have no you're no longer this old creation with this old way of seeing the world you are now new creation heaven creation and now you're gonna see the world in a, in a, in a very different way uh, John 1 uh, 12 13 you know you are born of God uh, you might say, Your first birth was you were born of your mother and your father, but your second birth is your birth of God, where you start to see from God's family perspective. It's like your first birth is where you're birthed into your family's, earthly family's perspective, but your second birth is where you're birthed into God's perspective. And Romans 12, 2 simply puts it like this. It talks about the renewing of our minds, Uh, that in this new creation, our minds are being renewed, our lives are being renewed. So friends, when this phrase is used by Jesus, I don't think he was using it uh, to imply that every single human being had to join the born again club. I think what Jesus is saying to Nicodemus is, Nicodemus, your world, you see it like this, but there is something missing. And now you need a second birth. Nicodemus where you'll see things from God's perspective do I believe that this was for everybody Jesus was saying this to imply to every single human being I don't think I actually do do I believe that it can apply to every single one of us yes I do do I believe that every single one of us needs to go through a process of dying to our uh, old way of seeing the world and being born again, born afresh into God's way of seeing the world. Totally, 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 totally. But I think what we have done is we've took something that Jesus said to one or two individuals and we've made it apply to the entire planet. We don't do this with everything that Jesus does. You know, the washing of feet. Uh, when Jesus is washing the disciples' feet, Jesus says, you've seen me do it, now you do it. Um, we don't actually take this and make this a Sunday practice. Um but somehow we've took this other phrase of Jesus and made it applied to everybody. So what does it mean to be born from above or born from heaven or have this new creation mentality? I think this is this is it. If you ever hear somebody say to you, "Are you born again?" What they really should be asking you is this: Is the way you see yourself and the world around you being renewed by the way of Jesus are you seeing the planet your friendships yourself God the whole cosmos through a new framework uh, of Jesus's way so being born again or born afresh is somebody whose faith is now educating the whole of their lives Uh, It's somebody who is making less of the bad decisions and more of the good decisions. Somebody who sees faith less as a set of rules or a religious structure or a set of rules, but a life that is now lived for God, a new creation, a new life for God. Thinking in a new way, behaving in a new way, having attitudes from this new way, not because we are told to think differently and behave differently, but because the very nature of who we are is becoming renewed. Our very soul is being defined by something new, something good, something fresh, something beautiful, something amazing, something new. Born again is somebody who is starting to think less like they once did and now are thinking more like Jesus. So, when Jesus says to Nicodemus, you need to be born again, he's essentially saying, Nicodemus, you need a new way of thinking. You need to see the world in a new way, see God in a new way, see me in a new way, yourself in a new way people around you in a new way. You need to see what is possible uh, when God is at work in the world, not through your old way of thinking, but through your new way of thinking. So being born again is coming to this place where you are being totally renewed and transformed by God, by the way that you think and the way that you act and the way that you behave. It is not a litmus test for if you are a real Christian or not. And it's been used badly. I walked out of the station in Stratford City Centre. And as I came out the station, there was three individuals from three different churches, stood on three different boxes, all about 20 metres apart, uh, preaching what they would say is the gospel. And as I approached them, one of them wagged his finger and said, ''Are you born again, brother?'' And then as I approach another one, he tells me that I'm a sinner, I'm going to hell. And then I got to the third one and he's preaching and he's talking about you need to be born again. And I was like, oh, my gosh, the way you use this phrase, friends, is so oppressive. It's like there's a doorway called born again that you have to get through. No, Jesus is the doorway of which when we go through it, we are renewed and refreshed and reborn in Jesus And for me, that's what it means to be born again, to see everything differently. So what does this born again actually look like? John 3, 16, that Jesus came, it says that he died for us, that uh, death might be dead and that we may enter eternal life. And the, the Greek word there is just this beautiful, I love this word, it's the word ionion, translates perfectly as eternal life. And it's understood as eternal life is not just life lived forever. Eternal life is not just a road that is going forward forever. But eternal life is a road that's ever widening, that is ever deepening, that is ever growing longer into the future. Life with the spirit is life like a life with the ignition on and the handbrake off. Life by the Spirit, this eternal life, is like a a life lived with the ignition on and the handbrake off. A life bubbling over with what is strengthening you and growing you and expanding you. A life filled with God vision, not human vision. God vision, not human vision. A life where your attention is fully focused on God and not the problems. You know all these things we talked about at the beginning, where uh, you know, essentially we as human beings, we live out of fear for what's around us, and we think we need to preserve ourselves, or we see ourselves so, um, so little, and we undermine who we really are. Um, that kind of life will always leave you shrinking, but a born-again life is an expansive life, that is growing uh, in the knowledge of who we are in God, and rather than living out of fear, we live out of hope. So, this does not mean being so heaven-bound that you're no earthly use. Sometimes people think being born again is like you're just going to focus on heaven and nothing else. And unfortunately, th- there is a point where you can become so heaven-bound that you you you'll have no earthly use. But being born again is actually the opposite. Being born again is about giving more attention to God and in that realising we need to give greater attention to the world around us. Giving our attention to God should also mean that we give our attention to planet Earth. So friends, Jesus turns to Nicodemus, you need to be born again. Friends, where do you need to be born again? Where does your thinking need to be born again? Where are you filled full of fear and Jesus wants you to be born again filled full of hope. Where is it that your minds are filled full of death? Jesus wants your minds to be filled full of life. This is what it means to be born again, to have your minds renewed, your life renewed, your whole heart renewed, where what broke your heart on one occasion no longer breaks your heart because Jesus is practising resurrection on you. So friends, I'm going to give you a challenge just for this week. It's good to have a little challenge, isn't it? I'd love you to go away and to give some attention to this idea of being renewed, transformed by God. Can you see, imagine going back in a time machine five to 10 years, what was your life like five to 10 years ago? Where is your life like today? Has there been change? Have you been shaped differently by Jesus? Has your life been transformed uh, by Jesus? Are you thinking differently uh, than you once did? Do you see yourself differently than you once did? Or are you still behaving out of these old world uh, ways of seeing? Uh, You believe in Jesus. uh, You want to know more of him, but you're still working out of your uh, old ways of thinking. Do some reflection on that. How are you doing? And at the end of that, just say, God, this is where I'm up to, but this is where I want to be. God, I want to be somebody who's having my mind transformed and renewed. But I'm not there yet, or I'm nearly there. But and just tell God what that looks like for you, and invite Him to come in and make a difference, to transform you, to make you and shape you into a new creation. The old has gone the new has come. Friends, that's my challenge for this week. Can you be Jesus born again? Not the religious Christian use of the word, just join my little, little club, but actually this expansive understanding that God is doing resurrection on the whole of our lives. Friends, I'd love to hear what you think about this episode. Do leave a comment. Uh, I'd love you to subscribe uh, to this podcast and whatever you're listening to on subscribe, that means every Monday morning you'll get a new episode. Please do share it with friends on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever you use. Tell people about this podcast. Let's get it out there. We want to see people growing in their knowledge of God, their love of God, in a way that's trying to not use the Christian jargon. Friends, I hope you found that interesting. And until next time, grace and peace.